We should. <laughs> we should actually do. This. We should begin. Hello, uh, everybody, and welcome. Wait, we have a. We have welcome <laughs> to <laughs> the Chip Lunch Podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> begun. <laughs> <laughs> it is begun. We haven't briefed you at all, though. We should probably brief. All right. Yeah. Well, you were doing the intro, so... Oh, no, yeah. we've done the intro. The intro is done. <laughs> oh, the intro is done. That, that, that was, was the, the intro. intro. <laughs> and now we're going to cut. You were doing a British voice. <laughs> that was the intro, and then we're going to cut, and now we've begun. Okay, oh, we've okay. begun, okay. have we've we? Begun. Begun? All right, it's, thanks, it's thanks for the um, intro. That's really good. I've, um, I, I have done a really good job. <laughs> I can't I remember doing keep it. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I do, every day. <laughs> Every day, Every day. Someone needs to tell me. Yeah. Uh, we should say that it is raining. Uh, we, is. we are like sun-kissed and uh, beautiful because we've been, it's been the holidays and we had a week off and uh, I went to the beach a few times. You went camping. I went camping. In a sunny next location. Next to a beach. However, right now is a torrential downpour, which is what provides the static kind of sound on the, on the microphone if anyone's wondering what that is. Um, would you like to introduce our guest? Because you're boring. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I'll take the insult and I'll move on as the bigger man. Um, uh, it's really cool to have uh, Lauren on Chip Lunch. Uh, hello. Hi, Lauren. Welcome hello. to the third space studio. Correct. Um, By I, the way, I don't think you're boring. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate cool. um, you going back on what you said before. Um, I apologise. I repent of my. I accept the apology. I appreciate the apology, and I love you. (laughs) I love you too. I don't want you to know that. (laughs) This is a really beautiful podcast where we're we're really good friends. Yeah, I really Um, do love Ethan. Yeah, it's it's actually it's yeah. I I wasn't offended at all because I know that you love me and I love you and we're good. Um, Hey, welcome. Hang on, wait, wait. (laughs) Just before we make that point, remember in the staff meeting how we were like looking at all our the Myers Briggs? Oh Oh, yes, we did a Myers Briggs thing, and we didn't we didn't do the test, but we like looked at all the different personality types, and mine came out so accurate because it was like. Uses humor and verbal <laughs> jousting to like talk and about it's so <laughs> yeah. exactly It was so did. accurate. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's let Lauren actually speak. <laughs> what's your What's your um? Do you have a Myers Briggs personality? Oh yeah. Oh, I would have done it at uni when I did psych, but I can't. You don't remember, remember the You don't remember the letters. It's probably something to do with extra being an extrovert. Yeah. Fair. Oh. Yeah, that's something we talk about a lot on the podcast. We do, we do talk a lot about extroversion yeah. versus introvert. Yeah. What do you think makes you extroverted? I think I'm always very willing to chat. I could chat. I could talk underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> awesome. Easily. That's just a fun. Sorry, I was laughing um, at the saying, not that you. Were, no, you no, no. About. Well, there's a further saying which I don't know if it's very well known, or maybe it's an Irish saying because my family's Irish. Mm. Um, you could talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> and um, that was frequently used to refer to me when I was a child. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I, also have, I think I probably have a very loud voice, loud laugh, but I'm just like, yeah. I'm I don't think you have a loud chat. voice. No? I think you have a good, good I used to get told voice. on Prack, you know, you need to vary the, the level of your volume. And oh, I was wow. like, What's wrong? I'm What's like, wrong with you? This is how I talk. <laughs> it's just my volume. Is this offensively loud? This <laughs> is my bass. You know, I was, I was talking through a megaphone. I, was like, I thought this was normal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Amazing. Did yeah, you cool. then, like? Yeah, and to the point where I use it quite a lot now. That's a good like. 
classroom management technique. Yeah, right. Because you can be talking and then as soon as you talk quietly, they're like, "Mm, you need to listen. (laughs) Amazing. Or it's like, I will keep talking. And once you can hear me, you can follow the instructions. (laughs) Yeah, quality. (laughs) Such a teacher voice. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're extroverts, I think we decided. Yeah. Yes. I, I had a very similar thing growing up but instead of being told I could speak talk underwater it was I could talk <laughs> uh, through a bag of wet cement oh um, wow that's I, a good one <laughs> that was the that was yeah. the thing that was said it out that was the thing that was said it out I hate those things so in that really? where is your face like is your face like Oh, good. Oh no, like like I'm I'm. Or is it like I'm like they've poured they've poured the wet cement in the concrete and I'm just lying in there and I'm just like yeah 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 just still still chatting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I might have said the saying wrong. I don't. It's something about wet cement. I'm not criticizing you, Ethan. No, no, no. I think these probably no. It probably was. It probably was a poor replication of the saying. Through a bag of wet cement, under wet cement. I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. All it that, was that instead. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, speaking yeah. of speaking of speaking, um, <laughs> the first question we have um, is <laughs> on chip lunch. Is um, Lauren? How do you how do you like your chips? Okay, so I love it whenever. Sorry, just, sorry to interrupt <laughs> you. Everyone goes okay. So, so. <laughs> it's very serious business. It is. It's I really like important. If anyone's like, oh, like, however they come, no, you, you don't deserve chips. She was like, yeah, I'll just have them, however. No. She's like, oh, it's more about having chips like with, with people. people. Oh, no, <laughs> it's not. That's, that's rubbish. You can have chips without people. It has to be your way. That's um, hilarious. We love you, Louisa. So, we do love you, Lou. Um, so, I will nine times out of ten go chicken salt. Mm-hmm. Depending if sometimes um, if I'm eating a ham and hot chip sandwich, it needs to be plain salt because it just gets a bit too. Ha- hang on, ham and hot chips. Yeah, it was like a staple That's picnic awesome. food when I was little. I actually had it for dinner the on other the night. On the same sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So best on white bread and you put a yeah. thin layer of like <gasps> butter and then quite a bit of ham and mm. then you just stack it with hot chips mm. and then you... It's actually much better if you kind of squish the bread mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, the chips. Mm-hmm. I can see it's Merry so good. I can Christmas. See it it's so good. So that's I where it. I eat plain Hot chips. Hot chip sandwiches are so good. Mm. Yeah. Um, but generally chicken salt. I also really got into this garlic dip at Aldi, um, which I'm trying to slowly convert everyone to. I think Kath Breen mentioned it as well. I feel like someone has mentioned it. Yeah, yeah it's, actually, it's yes. Essentially, it's almost like just pulverized garlic and it's just like aioli on steroids. It's so good. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. They are they are fantastic options and ways. Yeah. Is the, gar- the garlic's cooked, right? No, I don't know. Well, uh, the only reason know. I'm saying that, sorry, <laughs> is because I once made a hummus. Yeah. And I put too much garlic in it, and it was so spicy. Oh yeah. It was incredibly spicy. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I wonder if they cook it, or maybe yeah, they know. just don't put too much in, like I did. Oh, it's it's basically just like mashed up garlic. My minced garlic. Or minced garlic, that's it. It's yeah, like amazing. that. I don't know if there's any other ingredients <laughs> on it. <laughs> it might it just be garlic. If it's an aioli or something, don't you have to have egg? No, no, there's no, it's not aioli. It's like literally just pulverized garlic. It's so good. Wow. That's Love wild. Yeah. Kind of like a nut butter almost. Because like yes. peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like just, garlic butter almost. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Speaking of garlic butter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this segue worked really well. <laughs> How'd you become a Christian? <laughs> That sounds like you know something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This, 
If your story has do anything to, to do with you, I would love you to. If you could, that yeah. would be incredible. Okay, she see. is an English teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I if I can make a metaphor that quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did I become a Christian? I became a Christian when I was about five wow. and I was sitting in Sunday school um, at the church that I grew up with in, which was Sutherland Presbyterian. And my scripture teacher was a lovely, godly woman called Mrs. Evans. And um, she was talking about how, like, Jesus forgives us for things that we do wrong and when we hurt people and when we hurt God by, like, you know, talking about, like, you know, well, when you hurt your brother or sister or when you, that kind of thing. Mm. And um, as a child, I was... I was feral. I was so feral, <laughs> like really bad. And I was in there and I'm like, well, I have to say sorry to my mum and I have to ask her for forgiveness. And Mrs. Evans talked about how Jesus forgives those who forgive us. Mm. And I was like, so I think I need to say sorry to Jesus and like mm. have that kind of relationship. Mm. And so it just kind of made sense. And then like as a very small child that was how I became a Christian and then slowly over the years you know it's been stretched and pulled and mm. um, made more complex and yeah so that's the day I remember becoming Christian very cool it's yeah. rather prescient to have that thinking of like I need to say sorry to my mum but also yeah. say sorry to Jesus yeah mm. do you think anything I mean it's so you were quite young I mean yeah. you're very young becoming Christian yeah. advice, <laughs> compared to like a lot compared of to people, lots of people and a lot of people yeah. on the podcast asking yeah. the same question so I'm just wondering, like, did you go home and say sorry to your mum? Yeah, I think I was like, my mum would always be like, so what did you learn in Sunday school today? And mm. I was like, I learned that Jesus forgives us and that Jesus forgives the people who forgive us and that I need to do that. And I think, like, my mum was always and has continues to be really good at having, like, kind of wisdom, godly conversations. Mm. And I think she probably teased that out over time. Like, what did you mean by that? And Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And your mum was a Christian? Yeah, my mum's a Christian. Awesome. Fantastic. So, yeah. very cool. I mean, it's different becoming a Christian that young and also being part of a Christian family. Yeah. Uh, was there a moment later on where, I mean, a lot of the people we talk about, mm. have talked with, have grown up in a Christian family, said that they had to take the faith on yeah. They came to a point where they realised they had to take a faith on themselves yeah. rather than just going, this is my family's faith. Mm. Was there a moment for that for you? Or do you think that because you did that so young, that mm. didn't happen so much? Um, yeah, I think probably because it happened so young, I just kind of then almost like organically grew in my church. And because the church that I went to, like the demographically was very old. So yeah, right. there was... My mum was the youngest person. She was the only young person, mm, okay. apart from maybe one other parent. Um, and my grandparents also went to that church. And I would say the average age of people was from 70 to 90. So you just have, like, I've found in my faith having lots of those kind of organic but wisdom-filled conversations with mm. older Christians yeah. has helped to just... It's almost like when you're making, well, not me, but like when a sculptor is making a sculpture mm. and they get like that block of marble and then they can see what's in, what's going to be in that block of marble and you, they slowly chip away at it. Mm. I feel like having those wisdom-filled conversations with people has been probably more shaping over time slowly mm. than 
I need to take this on for myself now. I think mm. I've just kind of yeah. grabbed little yeah. pieces. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a really, like, I would, I became a Christian later, but I think that mm. would, it's a good description of the way that I, like, God kept shaping me. Yeah. Rather than, like, a one moment. Yeah. Where, like, some people do have that, but mm. rather yeah. than one moment. If you were going to describe yourself as a marble statue, which one would it be, though? Mm. Oh. <laughs> That's really important. I really, I really, <laughs> really, I really like the one in um, Pride and Prejudice, the Ooh. 2006 one. Sorry, people who like the can you find that? One. Oh, it's, sorry, <laughs> Eck, can you please find that picture and put it up? <laughs> um, there's this sculpture that is in Mr. Darcy's house, which is Pembley House, and um, he's well, he's purportedly been sculpting it, and it's this woman. Why did you say purportedly? Does that mean you well, don't think he has? Is he got some? He's got a few well, it's, other. it's very. It's just very a dichotomous part of his character because he's quite mean and yeah, that's it. Um, but then there's this gorgeous, beautiful sculpture, and they, in the movie they have this woman. It's like a I don't know, like just a, yeah. It's like up to her. She's kind of kneeling, and over her face there's like this veil. And it's astonishing to look at because you're like, how do you sculpt a veil mm, into it's amazing, actually, that's marble? Um, and yeah, like there's so much, so much intricacy and, and like kind of beauty in it. Mm. Yeah. But it's actually really hard and tough, and it's been centered on this core of rock. So I like that one because it's so beautiful. Mm. It's gorgeous. It's, it's almost, very beautiful. It almost looks impossible. It does. It's like the guy who sculpts pillows out of marble. They are incredible. Mm. They look like a fluffy pillow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I find so fascinating about statues and stuff is that how do they make them? Like you think even like the statue of David or whatever. Yeah. It's like, like, yes, you chipped it away, but then how did you make everything so smooth yeah. and then not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, what? those pillows. The they are pillows made are amazing. Yeah. Now, this put photos of pillows in there too. <laughs> We're starting a marble marble cast. <laughs> a marble cast. Where we talk about famous sculptures. <laughs> um, I love and the grain in that one. I love yeah. the grain in that one. Love the, um, what is it? The, the you can tell it's Norwegian. The, like the swirl? <laughs> yeah, so it's Norwegian. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, wow, he, you, can, you know so much about I'm all over it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a marble cast. Of course, I know things it's about very, marble. It's a very Scandinavian thing to do, though, isn't it? You reckon yeah. to, to, I feel like. to cast, to, to, to whatever this is, sculpt pillows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of see that, actually. I believe There's you. something Scandy about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There is that go. what they slept on before pillows? I No. Yeah. I would be a pillow. What did people sleep on before <laughs> pillows? Feathers. Yeah, or, or just, just wooden boards, or just a whole chicken. Yeah, yeah, wooden boards. Yeah, stacked up. Yeah, like yeah, and just yeah, it's horrible. But surely they put something softer on there. Sometimes they get furs or stuff. Yeah, yeah. and they'd yeah they'd have a pallet, yeah. pallet that they'd sleep on, um, and what, just from the local freight company. Yeah, from the local <laughs> freight, kind of a free off someone who needed it. Yeah, Jerusalem um, T and T services. <laughs> Jerusalem, uh, I feel like you need to, to Jerusalem. Oh. I think you need to like, not TNT. I like it, but I think yeah. you need to be like Jerusalem, Jerusalem Job, job Works or something. <laughs> job Works with oh. an X and an ER. Oh, yeah. 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 Just to bring it into the. Um, Speaking of bringing it you could into do, you the, could do back to the yeah. podcast. Egyptian pyramids with a Z. 
That's their, yeah. that's their thing. And their logo the is this big Zs pyramid. The two would be like two pyramids yes. facing each other. Yes. yes. In Jerusalem? Or no, well, there's, no, no, there's, it's a global oh, okay. company. There's the Egypt and oh, they ship to... global Egyptians, The Egyptians like, ship to Israel and they ship up to the to the Greek people and the Romans and they all get there from there because they've got a lot of leftover <laughs> pallets from the um, the big stones that they're all building pyramids out of. It's, it's a legit enterprise. Of, have you ever read Asterix? Yes. Yeah. And they have the obelisk. <laughs> obelisk. And they have the obelisk trade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> silly. I love oh. Asterix. That's the best. It's that actually phenomenal. Best book. It's so Absolutely funny. There's so phenomenal. many hidden jokes in there yeah. that you don't understand until you read it as an adult. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Mm. And then Truly the names. Then you know, they do oh, the names. So good. Vital statistics. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the chief. <laughs> the chief's name is Vital Statistics. There's Asterix. Oh. There's Obelix. There's um, Getafix yep. is the druid. Yep. Uh, put all these pictures yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. They're little, they're little cartoons. You'll find little pictures of them. It's, it's amazing. Glorious. It's, it's so well done. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, wow. we, 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 got, we got talking about Marvel, um, which actually I love. I love that um, analogy. That analogy. It's oh, awesome. Cool. Um, as a really beautiful, um, yeah, depiction of of God working on us uh, mm. as he's got something in mind. Yeah. Uh, and one day when we get to, when we get to heaven, we'll be in our, like physically we'll be perfect bodies and, mm. and all that and new creation and that stuff. But mm. um, here it's really beautiful as we, as we become more like Jesus day in and day out, we are molded uh, yeah. and our hearts are shaped and, and it, God knows where that's going. And also I think is probably a helpful reminder that it's not instant mm. mm-hmm. and it's never going to be like a, Oh, one day I was like this and then I was like this and then I never changed again. Mm. Because that's not how life works. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think things like the the trials and the things that happen in our life are those things that kind of shape that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more, I don't know, aggressively than, mm. you know, slowly, like reading your Bible and stuff. Not that that doesn't shape you, but those bigger trials where mm. you're kind of forced into like turning to God and learning something very quickly mm. or retrospectively realizing, I think those shape us. But also like you were describing, sometimes it's just conversations yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and relationship Absolutely. with, yeah. in your case, older Christians and yeah. Um, yeah, people being able to speak into your life, like mm. that stuff all shapes you too. And Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. I think that's really life cool. too, like yeah. in, of anything. And obviously as Christians, we believe that God is behind everything. Mm. But um, even with like, you know, big pieces of work or yep. I don't know, whatever. It's, it has to it has to be long term, and it's yeah. weird that we've tricked into thinking that. Like even you know they talk about a millionaire overnight, yeah. or whatever. And mm. it's like, yeah, I was a millionaire ten years in the making. Like yeah. I was an overnight success in two ten yeah. years or I, something like I that. I was working on this for so many years, and then suddenly lockdown happened, yeah. and my Zoom app went crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not an overnight thing. Like yeah. that person's been working on it for. And I don't think anything really is. Mm. No. Um, unless God chooses it to be, I suppose. But I think that, yeah. And I, and I think it speaks something about, like, God's character also. about yeah. He's actually made things to develop slowly. Yeah. In a lot of respects rather mm. than, again, like I said, it's like, oh, he, he went viral. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but sometimes if someone goes viral, like, it ends their career. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, exactly right. Yeah. Let's yeah. go back to your childhood. Yeah. Lauren. Uh you said that you became Christian at five, which yes. is really cool. Do you do you know of anything around that time that changed? You said you were rather feral. Do you think that changed from that time, or is it that um, obviously a process, like we said? I think I was probably still feral. I had raging ADHD. Um, I think I probably 
was quicker to realize that I'd hurt someone or I'd done something yeah. and more so like inclined to apologize or to fix or remedy the situation rather than disappear mm. <laughs> and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. So can you yeah. tell us more, like you said, raging ahead of actually yeah. some of that. I don't understand <laughs> that. What does that mean? Um, so for, I'm an only child and, um, so for some examples, I talked very young. No surprise why I'm still talking Whoa. now. Um, <laughs> so I talked very young and um, <laughs> my mum and my grandma would always tell this story that when I was little, because I talked very young, I, was, I would stand in my cot and I'd be like, let me out. And they're like, no. And I'm like, you're going to let me out or I'll vomit in this cot and you'll have to take me out. <laughs> And so That's um, then I would, and then my mum would have to take me out. You would vomit? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> How did you make yourself vomit when you're in the tack vomit? I have no idea. Wow. Um, I, I ripped like all the wallpaper off my room when I was about two, and I broke my cot. It was like, I would just have tantrums, and mm. it was probably a lot of emotional dysregulation that got better over time, and then I got medication and stuff but yeah. it was probably a lot of that in terms of what I mean by raging ADHD yeah. it was probably raging emotional dysregulation yes yeah dysregulation does that mean not <laughs> using not able to uh, regulate your emotions yeah. in the right way got yeah. it okay yeah. cool um, just yeah. breaking, breaking <laughs> down the lingo that's all so but so you, it changed the fact that you noticed that like if you hurt someone yeah. you think that was happening more yeah when do you think was the next big Oh, next time that you realise, actually, this is different to what I used to be? Um, I think there's probably many, but the one that probably stands out the most in my life is, so when I was in year 9 and 10, I got really badly bullied at school, mm. like horrifically badly bullied. Um, I was starting to get really sick at that same time, so I mm. had a really bad um, thyroid and I was diagnosed with... Um, an autoimmune disorder called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also starting to get migraines. And then I started getting what they found out was this, like, really rare condition. Because if it's rare, I've got it. Mm. Um, which was called transient epileptic amnesia. And basically, because of the stress and the anxiety of being sick and being bullied, my kind of short-term memory was just, like hitting pause instead of recording. Oh, really? And so I would just frequently go, how did, how did I get here? And really? I'd be distressed and not know. Like there was one time I was uh, at Miranda and I, all of a sudden it was like everything clicked in again. And I was like oh. terrified because I had no memory of getting there. I had oh, no wow. memory of where I, why I was there. And... Um, yeah, like in that time, like there was so much stuff going on for me. I didn't know, I didn't want to be at school. Mm-hmm. I was very anxious. Mm. Um, and before they found out that I had this memory thing, they were looking for a brain tumor and I was yeah, 15. Wow. That's and so, like, I just remember sitting in my class. I just, I, like I was a good student. I was an extension student, but I just tapped out. I just yeah. couldn't do it anymore. And I would just go to school every day and just sit and silently pray in my head mm. for hours. And it was like that moment where I just went, and it was, Paul actually reminded me of it the other night when he preached on New Year's Eve. Mm. It's not that what if, it's even if. 
and I kind of figured, well, well, what if I have this tumour that they're looking for? What if I have... And I'm like, well, even if, God will still look after me. Mm. It will still be God's plan. Yep. Which is a huge thing for like a 15-year-old to yeah, figure wow. out, like essentially grapple with your mm. existentialism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's um, huge. But the only way I think I ever would have got through it was because I was so given over to God taking control. Mm. Like I knew I couldn't control it. I knew my doctors couldn't control it. They were at a loss as to what was going on for me. And I thought, well, the only person who knows is the person who created me. And so that's probably one of the biggest turning points in my Christian faith, like learning, like in a really hard way to give everything over to God Mm. and just go, I can't do it, but you created me. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So the short term, Mm. I've forgotten the term already. Yep. Transient epileptic amnesia. Sure. Um, (laughs) uh, That short term. Yeah. Yeah. It is, went away. It went away. Yeah. Okay. Over time. Over time. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Yeah, that was what um, I was trying to it get It did to. go away. Um, so uh, I was like, i got to get out of this school. Yep. And um, I, all my friends went to the Christian school. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was like no spots. And I just said to my mum, like, we just need to pray about it. Like, mm. if, if it's going to happen, God will make it happen. Mm. And so we prayed. And then I got into the school. And I now work there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like at the time, you just sit in the messiness. And I think mm. that's so much of what life is. You just got to sit in the messiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it wasn't until years later that I realized, oh, well, God did that in my life so that I would learn to trust him. Mm. And then that led me to this. And then yeah. that led me to this and this and this and this. And and you don't see it at that time, but mm. you see it afterwards. Mm. Um, and that's I think that's the biggest and probably the most difficult way to learn lessons. Mm. But Oh, yeah. But, like, if you look at the Bible, God does that to all of his people. Mm. Like, he's not like, here's a scroll with a lesson I'd like you to learn. <laughs> he's like, no, Israelites, you're going to walk around the desert because you're not learning your lesson. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's a really helpful Well, it's very much like the two things that you've talked about already is being sculpted by God. Mm. But it's also a long-term thing. Like, yeah. a sculpture takes a long time to do when you're... Yeah. When you, whether you're doing a pillow or a, yep. <laughs> a statue, <laughs> but also like we talked about like things being a long, yeah, yeah. long-term process of things yeah. happening. Mm. And I think when you said sit in the messiness, I think mm. God, I think that's one of the big things that God has taught me a lot is mm. that just to sit in it and go, everything does suck. Yeah. However. Yeah. Even if. Yeah. Like you said, there's going to be something yep. at the end of it, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. And you might not find that out as soon as whatever it is ends. Yeah. It could be years later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I found it really um, encouraging when I talk to people who have been Christians for a lot longer than me. That's like their main take home is mm. like, you just got to wait. <laughs> and if you look at people in the Bible, like some people waited a long time. Long time. Like Sarah and Abraham waited a long time and yep. then God came through. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's really cool. That was year 10. Year 10? Yeah, that was year 10. So did you finish school? Yeah. You must so, have tried. Yeah, so I went to um, the Christian school and I finished. Oh, so you, tra- you changed yeah, the Yeah, I changed school. and I finished high school. And then even at the, oh my gosh, at the end of high school, 
So I was set on, I was going to do a Bachelor of Psychology, then I was going to do an Honours, and then I was going to be either a forensic psychologist or an educational psychologist. And I was like, God, that is what we are doing. And that was the key <laughs> thing. That always that works is well. That is what, me telling well, God, that's what we're doing. Let God's go. like, no, 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 no. That sounds a lot like you're in the cot and about to vomit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and God's like, Let no, me I'm going to teach I you a vomit. lesson. So... I studied oh, so much for year 12 HSE and I got to the end of it and I didn't get the result that I needed. Mm. Um, Which would have been tough given the ex- oh, yeah. expectations you put oh, on yeah. yourself. I cried for four days. Oh, wow. like it, and I, I have this letter that I wrote at the time to God and I still have it because it's just like I have a look at it like every couple of years and I'm like mm. cleaning stuff out and I'm like, oh yeah, remember that time? Mm. <laughs> and I was like... God, how dare you take this from me? And mm. like, mm. I was going to help people and like, yeah. what are you doing? And then <laughs> I ended up in this different degree, which was great. Um, it suited me much more than psych. Mm. Um, and then I ended up in a career path as a teacher that I probably never would have figured out on my own. Mm. And I love it. And I can see so much of like God's like nudging me slowly. No, we're going this way. We're going this way. <laughs> the bumpers are yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, the bumpers are up, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind of only after that where you go, oh, see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. So I finished school, but yeah, went through another tough lesson at the end of school. Mm. And then, yeah. Were you praying as much during that time as you were like you were talking about it? A little bit earlier in high yep. school? Um, probably not. I feel mm. like... That's not a criticism. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm interested in that. No, I feel like when I was praying when I was in year 10 at school, it was like, I need God for the next breath. Mm. Which we do. We always do. But it was mm. like a, I don't think I can get through the next breath without God. Mm. And I think, yeah, like I was still praying, but it wasn't the same... Mm desperate, mm. life-altering mm. prayer. Because you'd got through that bit and now you're like, well, then now I know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to rely. On, and you go through these seasons and I still do it now where I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to rely on you this much. And then I got it. And you can't do that. No. And, and it's like, it's like, you know, when you play Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Tell, tell me about yes. so I love <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. It's such a good game. You know Which how? one? Which one? Hang on. Well, one and three are my favourites. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like constantly, like, <laughs> the way that God, like, teaches me is, you know, when you get to the end of, like, a bonus level and then you, like, something happens and it's, like, back to the checkpoint and you're like, yep. I just did all of this. <laughs> yeah. I feel yep. like that's yep. what <laughs> the way God shapes me is like. I mm. constantly have to get respawned back to a checkpoint. <laughs> And then eventually Amazing. I learned that lesson that I can move on to the next level. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like that's the way it is. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's never going to be instant, mm. which I actually find, I think probably more so now than when I was younger. Like I noticed this in myself, but also in other people, maybe it's because of our society and the way that technology works now. I feel like we're more searching for the instant answer oh, yeah. and when you don't get it it's so frustrating mm. well that's the, the like but we were talking about before yeah 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 i completely agree with you yeah i wonder if it's technology or do you reckon we've just always been like that 
and it's probably enhanced it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It is. Uh, yeah. Fan the flames. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to impress yeah. you with my uh, vocabulary. <laughs> I don't need to do that. <laughs> I said prescient before. and didn't say anything. Oh, <laughs> what? Sorry. Just prescient. I don't know what that means. Go on, Lauren. You know, you know the definition, don't you? you say I was? said prescient. Prescient. I don't think I even know what that is. He Look wins. it up. He wins. I probably know it in context. No, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if I ex- exposed you there. No. Uh, <laughs> the one I thing though, you so words. keen for it to not be a real word. <laughs> it is. It's a real word. Thank you very much. You are a stimulating person. You brighten. Oh no. What? No. What? That's that wrong. Like Do I spelt it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you brighten social you gatherings people. with your fresh and original <laughs> ideas. What is this? You are what a prescient. Sounds like a star sign. Oh, prescient. I think you've. You spell nope, it that's wrong. that's not that's not a real that's this a, that's is a always, company. There's always a good chance to you know put Google Translate. Prussian? Nope. <laughs> I think Prussian. you spelled it wrong. Here we go. The prescient coat of arms. Having prescience or knowledge of events before they exist or happen. Oh, oh, yeah. like S C. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I did double S. Oh, I didn't do classic mistake. Classic yeah. mistake. So fine. Oh, I don't like that. Prescient. Yeah. Prescient. Pres- 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 mm. Why is there three ways of pronouncing it? Because, yeah, the SC yeah. makes a shh noise. Shh. Except in science <laughs> and except in all the times it does that. Never shh. mind, ignore me. <laughs> shh, indeed. Uh, I think you're very good at analogies, by the way. You've done like three or four now. Oh. I'm, like, I'm, I'm terrible at them. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, an English teacher, so I have to kind of compare things and make things easier. But also, Joel doesn't like sayings like talking underwater with a mouthful of marbles. Like when you're like always talking like that, it is it is helpful to then get the other stuff off the top of your head. Mm. Yeah. It's a... It's a shh. <laughs> <laughs> you were just commenting about how you don't like analogies <laughs> and metaphors, and then you said... Oh, see, oh wow, you're so good at it. <laughs> No, 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 I didn't say analogies were bad. I like don't like it when it's like specifically that, could, that Fair guy enough. could eat an apple the through a tennis racket, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. Have you ever done? Yeah, I, yeah. I find them weird, like an idiom, like raining cats and dogs. Idiom, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point because um, what was the other one you said? Yeah, talk like it's it's almost derogatory to the person, but yes. it's not, and I don't think it's funny either. Yes. The, the like first time it's like eating an apple through a tennis racket. I'm like, that's funny because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's being mean. It's being mean about their teeth. That's why. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that's why I don't like it. Yeah. But is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's, see, that's awful. See, that's yeah, an awful thing to nice say to someone. someone that's no. an awful thing to, like to say to someone. A year ago, so not me, about oh, me, but about like, someone really else. And I'm like, teeth. what? What did you say? Who's it? And then I like imagine someone oh, trying to eat an apple through a tennis racket. Yeah, that's what but it means. Just like, I don't know, like, oh, hit the frog and toad. Like, all that kind of stuff. That's not an idiom. That's Is a, that Cockney rhyming, rhyming slang? Yes, yeah. that's Cockney yeah. rhyming slang. They're, even those are like, because uh, they're, they're weird. They're weird too, yeah. 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 But that I think that means, that's actually substituting a swear word, so. Well, oh, okay. Is it? I think. They use that. This is a very nerdy thing to say. Far away. They used Cockney rhyming slang to um, get around the police. Yes. So it was like yes. a code. But then it's evolved yes. even again since then. 
I like that knowledge. That's not nerdy. That's cool. That is cool okay. for me. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I like because that. Because then like, you think about like the the random things. Oh, do tiling in your bathroom or something. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I'll get you out there. I'll get to do the grout and like <laughs> it means something else. Is what I'm saying. So it means yes. something completely different. It's right. like I'm gonna have okay. a fight with you. Yeah, okay, but yeah. fight with you if you tiling. do that, mate. I'm gonna get tiling, do tiling in your bathroom, and you do the grout or something like that. <laughs> Are you laughing at what I'm saying or the I accent? Don't Which know. one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember where we were. We were. Are you alright? I don't remember. Jeez. I'm lost. Um, I'm we lost. were talking about how Lauren. Is excellent. Uh, was planning to become a psychologist. Yes. Yeah. And then became Why a teacher. Because you had a lot of oh. help with your anxiety and things Probably. like that. Probably. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, you wanted to help people. I like I that. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, I wanted to do that. And then, oh, I'm so not suited to it. Like, <laughs> if I was a psychologist, I would be like, not a helpful person, I don't think. Why? I just feel like sometimes I... <laughs> I would probably go, I think you need to get some perspective. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> sort yourself out. That's so funny. And I think it would be, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Not, not in, like, not for people who have, like, serious no, things no, going no, on. Course, like, I work course, with, um, let's just say, I work with a lot of teenage girls. Yes. And problems are made from molehills into mountains. And yes. sometimes I'm like, I think you just need to get some perspective on this. Like, yeah. this is, yeah. And sometimes so, that's necessary. So sometimes it is very necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really want to be a psychologist. Actually, before that, I wanted to be an uh, industrial barrister. And then I wanted to be a forensic pathologist. Hang on, what's an industrial barrister? Sounds like <laughs> sounds like you run in the court in a warehouse or something. What does that no, mean? They, they like deal with um, huge kind of compensation claims, I think. I don't really mm. know. I feel like I invested in the title <laughs> more than the job. I like industrial <laughs> barrister. That sounded good. Yeah, it would look um, good on my door, like on the, those desk nameplate yes, things. Yeah. Yes. Lauren Dalrymple. Yeah, industrial, industrial barrister. barrister. <laughs> Would you with the other one, the forensic? I went to be a forensic pathologist. See, that's that's a great title. So in Australia, they're called coroners quite mm, often. Okay. Like, oh, so I feel like you've like watched too much who, CSI or something. Yeah, Silent Witness, big show for me. Silent Witness. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that's a lot better than something like CSI. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got into that, and then I was like, oh, it's like four people in Australia who do this job I'm never going to oh, get a wow. job oh wow okay yeah right <laughs> also I'd had to do it like yeah I would have had to do a medical but degree. all those jobs you'd set yourself like a really high mm, expectation really high yeah. a UAI that you needed oh, to get oh yeah okay and that did not happen I think, how high was it <laughs> uh, to get into like the law thing it was like 96 or Law's something high yeah and then the forensic <laughs> the other one, one was medicine. It was yeah, well, like, no, which but is you get you do the forensic anthropology first, and right. then you do medicine afterwards mm, as a which postgrad, is, which is lower. So you yeah. can be dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing? Is like it doesn't. It's not how smart you are. No, it's not. No, it's and like I got into uni, and my degree changed form and ownership throughout the uni. Like oh, would, three would you times. say it was sculpted? It was sculpted, Joel. Yeah. I think I know what your title's going to be <laughs> of this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it changed. And, like, I'm a big advocate having gone through that very tough lesson of this is what it will be, this is what I'm going to do, this is the course I need to do. Like, just, no. I think no. you need some perspective. Mm. I needed some perspective. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just like, no, don't, don't do that. Yeah. I think people should, like... 
who who at 19 knows exactly what they want to do and yeah. that's going to be their career trajectory forever like yeah. I certainly didn't and even when they yeah they do think they know and they do it a lot of a lot of people change that yeah. as well yeah 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 I mean I got to <laughs> I got to the very last week of my uh, arts degree and then I was like oh, I really like tutoring maybe I should be a teacher and hmm. then I literally like submitted my application to the MTeach Just like like that four minutes before it was due <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> really amazing wow yeah. that's very cool and do you think you have the same things being a teacher mm. that you wanted to do in all those other roles oh yeah I think I probably help people more now mm. nice so in my job I use my psych degree a lot because I'm a learning support teacher okay. yeah. so I I deal with lots of kids who are sick mm. or who have disabilities or mm. who have things like anxiety and depression and things like that. Mm. Um, and so having experienced a lot of that, I know what that feels like. Mm. I know how lost and at sea you can feel. Um, and particularly as a kid, like not every other kid is going through big adult no. brain stuff like that. No, it's not. So no. I feel like I have been positioned by God to have gone through all these things like mm. I don't feel like the trials and the things in my life are unconnected I feel like slowly God's just like weaving that further and further into yeah, place so yeah like I feel like the experiences that I've had help me to understand kids mm. who need to be understood um, yeah in a way that I probably wouldn't have been able to do in any of those other mm. careers yeah 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 uh, I just uh, the reason I asked you that question because I wanted to rewind back to just mm. to uni a little bit, and you said that your degree even changed. Yeah. During your time there. Yeah. Can I ask you about that? But also, yeah. um, being a Christian at uni, yes. what was like? What was that like for you? <laughs> so answer whichever you okay, so desire first. Degree changing first. So um, I first enrolled in a bachelor of arts, majoring in psychology mm-hmm. with an English literature. And then I also did a minor in modern history because I liked it, mm. and I, I needed and I way. needed the units. Um, and so <laughs> you needed the units. <laughs> you needed the units. Um, so then I got like I don't know, like two, three years into my degree, and I was like, man, the maths in psych is really hard. Oh <laughs> really? Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. Why do they need like maths in psychology? Psychology has statistics. Oh, so, God, statistics are hard. Yeah. So my, I just mm. remember sitting in a six-hour exam one day and it had four questions. Six-hour six exam? Six hours and it had four, four questions. Four questions? Yeah. And so I was, oh like, my I was goodness. sitting there and I'm like... Who's ever done a six-hour exam before? Oh. I was like, what is going on? Why did I choose this? <laughs> I'm putting myself through hell. And you just like <laughs> flip the table, rip it up. I'm never yeah. doing this again. It was an exam where... Six hours yeah, for Yeah, I mean, admittedly, I did have um, provisions at uni because I was sick. But oh, still, that's the crazy. The exam entirely was four and a half hours for most people. Was lunch provided? But that's still <laughs> <laughs> But I remember someone... Sorry, this is a sidetrack, but no, it's a this great is, story. Yeah, good. I remember opening this stats exam. It was stats 350 because I still remember it. Mm. And... Um, I could just hear people around me start crying. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, oh I haven't no. cried yet. Have I got to the right page? <laughs> and I was just sitting there like. If I haven't cried yet, I'm going to do well. <laughs> I was like, am I not crying? Because I don't understand how bad this is. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It was, um, 
Oh yeah. my so I goodness. Got to this point in my psych degree and I was oh, just like, horrific. man, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. I think it'll still be useful. Mm. Um, but I think I am not cut out for a, a life in this career path. And so then my degree switched from ownership in health and behavioral sciences to the arts faculty. Mm-hmm. And then um, I switched up my organization of my degree. So then I had a double major in mm. psych and English because I'd already had the major in psych. Yep. And so um, then they were like, oh, you need to catch up some history units. You need to, you, you're like behind. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I did all this history <laughs> stuff. And then I got to the end of my degree and I was about to graduate. And they were like, oh, we've made a mistake. Hey. I was like, what? Thanks, guys. And they were like, oh, you've accidentally got more history units for your minor than you do for your English major. Oh. So you accidentally have a triple major, but we're not going to put it on your paperwork. <laughs> So it just ended up being this big mess, but I just moved things around all yeah. the time. Joy. Which uni? Wollongong. Yes. And then I went to Sydney and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing universities. Yeah. Oh, I like Wollongong. We're, we're known. It was very chill. For doing that was I used to sleep a lot on the lawn behind yeah. um, McKinnon. Yeah. It's great. It's the best. That's a good spot. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> That's a good spot. Yeah. There. There's no crazy duck there. Is it the goose or the duck? Duck. Yeah. Duck. Yeah. It was insane. It used to attack people and mm. like draw blood. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a crazy duck. <laughs> yeah. So that was how I shifted things around at uni. And again, it was just like a got to trust God mm-hmm. that this is going to work out and something's going to happen at the end. Mm. Um, and oh, being a Christian at uni. Being a Christian at uni. Oh, I got this kind of good, kind of bad piece of advice. Okay. When I started, which was <laughs> judge the teacher and then decide whether you want to be open about your faith. And I was like, whoa. Oh. And I was like, okay. I was like, look, I can take criticism and stuff for being a Christian. I don't, I don't really care. And my first ever English tute subject that I went to was called English 101 or English 121. And um, I had this, <laughs> this tutor. She terrified me. I used to shake the whole tute. Um, and she was very loud and very aggressive and very, very anti-Christian to a point where I very quickly realized I feel like if I mention that I'm a Christian or if I'm open about Mm. it, it's just going to anger her more Mm -hmm. and it's not actually going to be effective in this space. Mm. So me being a Christian or being open about being a Christian is not going to achieve anything except perhaps attract more scorn and ridicule to Christianity. Mm. in a very unhelpful way. So, yeah, like we we studied a lot of texts that were I really felt uncomfortable reading mm. and so I didn't read them and then I just sat in my chute. I perfected the um, nod sagely mm. and right yes. um, when I hadn't read the book because I was terrified of this woman. But I just thought, you know what, it's one or two books in the scale of my degree mm-hmm. and if I don't read it, I'm probably faith-wise better off. And if I get in trouble for not reading it, that's okay. And I can just deal with that if that mm. happens. Yeah. Um, I found psychology was kind of like this strange um, experience where I spent so many years studying the magnificent and intricate complexities of the brain and the mind Mm. and how that functions in our body with lecturers who 
believe that we were created from an explosion in stardust. Mm. And I just sat there a lot of the time going, wow, God's so amazing. And then I'm yeah. going, how can't they see this? Mm. Like, how yeah, can't I they search for that. something else? Mm. And I, I found myself like asking some of my, because none of my friends at uni were Christians. Mm. And I found myself asking them questions like, are you satisfied with that explanation? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And yeah. they're like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I'm like, does it? Does being made from stardust that happened in an explosion explain how the corpus callosum connects between the brain, the two hemispheres of the brain? Does that make sense when it comes from stardust? Mm. Does it make sense that from stardust, our brains are, and our bodies are wired across ways? Mm. Like, how does that make sense from stardust? And How did that yeah. go down? Well, it was interesting. So I, my, I was very open with my friends about being Christian and they were totally cool with it. And they would actually ask me lots of questions. Mm. But they were like, really? You mm. believe like some story of this God? They were like, how, how is Stardust different from Adam being created from the dirt? And I was like, yeah. Fair point. I'm mm. like, but it wasn't just dirt. It was dirt molded by God. Mm. And that's where the different, that's mm. where the difference is. Mm. Um, yeah, so I feel like I had a lot of opportunities to have some very cool, deep conversations with yeah, friends. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I think more than anything, like, psychology just helped me even more so, like, see how magnificent we are designed by God. Mm. Um, yeah. It almost sounds like uh, God's almost putting you in that situation to become, like, think about your faith mm. more deeply. Yeah. Even with those testing kind of questions and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I was just looking at Ethan, he's trying not to yawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, you're just a bit tired. I'm sorry, he just looked at me and then he was like, why is he making that face? He's <laughs> trying to keep his mouth shut with a yawn. <laughs> sorry. All um, that subtlety, Ethan. Joel like, just blew it wide open. Yeah, I was doing really well. Would you describe me as subtle? <laughs> no. no. No, never. <laughs> Imagine what my sculptures are like. Um, I'm really I can be subtle, just so you guys know. Um, where's I going to go with that? Uh, if God's doing that, mm. do you go to any Christian groups, or you you just kind of getting tested mm. enough in your shoes so and stuff like that? I did. I. And this is nothing against the EU. European <laughs> Union. Yeah, I see you're a Brexit supporter. <laughs> yeah, the, the Evangelical Union at uni, um, when I was there at the time, and I'm sure it's very different now, it was very... I found it very clicky hmm. and I found it really judgy and I really struggled with it to the point where I gave up going. Hmm. And it was... I found the difficult thing at the time, and again, I'm sure it's not the same now, was they wanted, if you were in the, in the union, they wanted you to serve at uni. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, I am, I'm in a Bible study, I serve at music, I serve on mission every year. Like, I don't, I can't travel 40Ks to serve at uni as well. Like, at some point, I'm going to burn out and I need to still be fed. Mm. So, um, yeah, I found that, quite difficult but what I did was I had um, one of my friends from school was also in my psych course and she was also a Christian I now work with her um, 
and we would have these kinds of conversations. So I feel like we were challenging each other and working through stuff that we were learning about in psych um, just one-to-one rather mm. than having like an EU meeting or anything to go to. Yeah. So, so That's very cool. It's really funny when I keep say, hearing you say EU. Sorry, I don't I mean of, the European. I think of Ukraine <laughs> and the, no. the Euros. Anyway, um, <laughs> the thing that I was going to say about that is talking about the European Union... I've forgotten. I, here's another question, though. Why English? 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 <laughs> why English literature? Why do you like that so much? Oh, I love English. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I'm also. I love studying. It's really. Oh man, it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay. This yeah. is why we have yes. all types of personalities yes. on the so podcast. I was I just had a, like a natural talent for English mm-hmm. at school. So um, I really liked it. I went to, I had the privilege of having the best English teachers when I was at Ingrain mm. High nice. and um, like completely shaped how I viewed English and literature and the value that it had and what it said about people trying to explore their humanity. And, um, and then I, I moved schools and I had amazing English teachers again. Um, and I just, I loved it. And so I just loved studying it. And I loved seeing people's different perspectives on the same thing and the way that their environment had shaped them. So mm. we talk about like, um, we talk about like things like paradigm shifts, which happen historically, but they also affect things like literature and arts and mm. theater and and philosophy and things like Mm. that. And I loved seeing how it was almost like the same kind of paradigm shift that people went through in the Bible, Mm. but now it was being expressed in different forms. And it was like, you know, like you look at the way that, um, so at the moment I'm studying, I'm preparing to teach an extension course and I'm looking at utopias and dystopias and the first utopia that I'm looking at is the Edenic utopia, so the Garden of Eden. Okay. And that's how it started. And you just very quickly realise that in three chapters, it goes from this utopia to a dystopia. Mm. Mm, and from cool. that, the rest of time and history are trying to get back to that original Eden. That's so interesting. And you just think, like, that's thousands of years and yeah, millions wow. of people, all of humanity, like that Bible verse where, like, mm. The, the earth groan, groans for um, for Jesus to come back and mm. for things to be perfect again. And you just see that in everything. Mm. But um, I just love things like the way that um, language is used and created and evolves to try and express both creativity but also what we experience as humans. Hmm. And I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> what... Uh What's your favourite book of all time? Great Gatsby. Oh, really? Wow, I haven't really? Read that yet. Oh my gosh, it is really? so beautiful. So What's beautiful. It? Who's the author? Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. I yeah. read that way too young, I think. Oh, yeah? you read read it again now. Read okay. it again. Yeah. And then do a 10 week study with Lauren <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's I think I would have loved to. My, I had amazing English teachers. Yeah. And I got to, I think, year nine. Yeah. And my English teacher at the time was just like, you finish the book we're supposed to read in a week and like we're studying it and that's great. How do I just like spend the whole term just giving you a new book every week? 
Yeah. And it was nice. it was just like classic, that. classic, cool. classic. Yeah. Things I would like. Like she was excellent. Um, yeah. And Greg Gatsby was in that. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. My feedback from that was I was like, yeah, it was cool. Not much happened. And I think yeah. if I studied it, <laughs> I would have found it more interesting. Um, but I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Mm, like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's just so beautifully descriptive. Mm. So there's this- It's um, well written, but I yeah, was just kind of so like- there's, I, I teach it mm. and F. Scott Fitzgerald said that every single word in that book was intentionally placed where it is. Really? That's super cool. So I, it's so crafted and honed mm. and it's sculpted. just- you Sculpted. again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. Mm. That's very yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't read much fiction these days, so I'm mm. trying to read a little bit more fiction. I'm mainly a, on a, a non-fiction reader. Yep. But yeah, I'm trying to find some. Mm. I'm quite picky with my fiction. Mm. Like if it's dumb, I'm just like, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Not if it's dumb. If I can't get into it, yes. I'm like, mm. but yeah. One of my favorite writers is John Le Carre, who oh, is yeah. um, crime writer. Yeah, or spy. It's spy. more spy. Yeah. Um, books and he has a book called The Honorable Schoolboy. Mm. It's very similar to what you're saying. Not similar to Great Gatsby, but in terms of the the it's uh. Three quarters of it is in Hong Kong, yeah, and it's so evocatively mm. described. Like he's a very slow, yeah. Like when you read it, it feels slow, but he can actually the, the way he writes yeah. is it actually ends up being fast paced anyway, yes. yeah. Which is really quite interesting. But also the way he describes Hong Kong is really cool. Like yeah. you feel like you're there when you're reading it. Yeah. So I th- I really appreciate English or English mm. when you can get writing that good. Yeah and you are taken away to another place yep. and you can understand it. And maybe that's just the storytelling too. Like I'm reading Harry Potter with my kids at the yeah. moment and that's that's exciting. And so it's, yeah, it's the same thing. But I think, yeah, the storytelling aspect, I think of, yes. of English is what really fascinates me yeah. and the ability for people to be phenomenally good at that and yeah. also phenomenally bad yeah, yeah, <laughs> is, yeah. is really interesting. And you think like, if you look at the Bible, mm. like when we, Joel and I did the Old Testament course, like learning about how different there's different text types in the Bible mm. for different purposes. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible is essentially is one big narrative yep. telling the history of humanity and God's love for us. And you look at the way that it's constructed and it's beautiful. It is. Mm. It's, it's so, so beautiful. beautiful and it's so intentional. Mm. And yeah, I just love that. And it's fascinating when you get into more detail how intentional it is. Because yes. originally, like, your friends at uni are like, oh, really, you believe this old yeah. story? But it's yeah. like there's so much more intentionality yes. that God has put behind it yep. that you only realise it the more you study it. Yeah. And isn't that the beautiful thing about, like, you're talking about Great Gatsby, you mm. study it every year or when, whenever you're teaching mm. it. But the Bible is, like... You can read a passage and yeah. get one thing out of it yeah. and read it three years later and get something Some, different yeah. out of it. Like Completely. that's what's amazing and about it's, it. And it's, a, it's unlike any other book in that it is applicable and can be understood by anyone, mm. any age. Yeah, any time. Any time. Mm. Yeah. Like no other book functions like that. No. Yeah. You can't give like Hamlet to a three-year-old. No, you could not. not you at probably all. sometimes can't even give it to a 30-year-old. But you can give the Bible to mm. a three-year-old and a thirty-year-old, and they'll still understand it. And a ninety-year-old, and yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, it's when we when we talk about at Solis, we talk about 
doing church in a way that is all stage, all age, all stage. Yeah. Um, and the, re- uh, what the one of the big reasons we do that is because the gospel is for anyone of any age at any stage in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't just mean age. That's, yes. that's why we say them both Absolutely. because it doesn't matter where you're at, but yeah. the gospel is for you. And yeah. the Bible is written in a way mm. and constructed in such a way that you could be spending years doing PhD after PhD, or you can be reading it in your downtime, like yeah, and, and getting absolutely. so much yeah. out of it. And um, and it really speaks to you. It's really beautiful. Um, mm. What Joel has in front of him right now is an encyclopedia on the Bible, <laughs> um, an illustrated encyclopedia on mm. the Bible. And I probably won't ever read it. <laughs> Um, because no, it was because I. It's that bad. No, because I, 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 I would much rather be be told something or yeah. or, or hear it in the sermon yeah, or, or, yeah. or find it in commentary yeah. as I'm finding specific things or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, however, you guys earlier were talking about how you used to just sit and read encyclopedias. Yes. Um, that's that's a whole that's a thing that yeah. your your brains are wired to yep. think like that. Mm. Um, it's it's a really incredible book. Uh, another point is that the John Piper series on mm. Romans mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and uh, what made me think of that was that you were talking about how um, the Bible is so intentional mm. and uh, Fitz, Fitzgerald, the guy who wrote yep, uh, Great Gatsby, Fitzgerald, yep. um, talks about how he, all the different words is individually. It's so interesting as John Piper goes through Romans for a year and a bit or years, mm. like mm. years in Romans, yeah. he does it almost word by word. Like he is going verse by verse by yeah. verse. Wow. And sometimes he'll spend weeks on a verse wow. because he can just unpack. You yeah. can just get so much out of it. Yeah. And it is so intentionally placed. And yeah. that's just one book. Like yeah. Yeah, Romans is incredible, yeah. but it is just one book yeah. in this and then I guess huge if he, expanse. If he went back and read it two months later, he'd think of Fully. a completely different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, he could write a whole new sermon. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, and again, I think that speaks to the complexity and... Uh, the, is it om, omnis- I always get that wrong. Omniscient? Om, omniscience. Mm. Yeah. And omnipotence of mm. God. Mm. And, the, and I, yeah, complexity probably sums that up better. But of what we were all talking about is all yeah. just this... And back to what your friends are saying in uni... It's like, oh, are we okay? Just like an explosion happened and there's all this complexity just came mm. out of thin air. Mm. And I think and that's why I always think now of when uh, certain people talk about the Big Bang or whatever, is that like, but there's so much more complexity. Like surely this yeah. was designed yeah. for a yeah. reason. Mm. Yeah. And there's like, there is a, a huge um, kind of movement in science at the moment. Um, I was reading this article the other day that, the more they look into it, like with apologetics and stuff as well, like Mm -hmm. the more they look into um, different areas of science, the less atheism and agnosticism can answer. Mm. Really? And they're finding more and more that they're like, okay, well, that actually has to have come from Mm. some intention somewhere. That's super interesting. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. Mm. So... We got so to the cool. point where you, you've, you've finished uni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even after they I made... I told you I can talk a lot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Even though they made like heaps of mistakes yeah, with your man. credits and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So you, you became, became a teacher? Yeah. You teaching straight away, straight out of uni? Yeah. Where did you teach at? 
Um, so I I went straight to MTeach and I did two years of MTeach. What's MTeach? So Masters of Teaching oh. in secondary with um, English and History. Oh and yeah, as your main co- yeah. like core subjects. Yep. Um, and so then I <laughs> there was more mess. So the mm, <laughs> the prac office at Sydney Uni is really not organised. <laughs> like. <laughs> You found some disorganised <laughs> organisations. Like, where they're like, don't don't organise your own prac. And then it's like two days before prac and you're like, I don't have a prac yet. Um, ah. So very graciously, um, one my Bible study leader at the time was a teacher at the Christian school. And she was like, hey, you can come do a prac with me. Like I'll just shuffle some things around. And, and that was amazing. Um, and I kind of went, yep. This is what I like doing awesome. and I like um, talking to kids and I like that I can be passionate about something mm. and share that. Because, like, what's the point in being passionate about something if you can't share it with people? Mm. And then I did, like, a quite a hard placement at a um, school in Western Sydney, um, which I loved. Like, mm. I learnt so much and just, like... It wasn't that far from where I live and the kids' Mm. lives were just so different. Like, yeah, like the school had a breakfast club because the kids would come and they hadn't eaten food. Mm. There was kids who were getting picked up by the cops because something had happened at home. Like Mm. these poor kids, but they just kept turning up. Mm. And yeah, and I just think Mm. like that's something particularly about teaching where you've got... Like these teenagers who are, again, being sculpted by life in this really formative but like a roller coaster time in their life. Mm. And there's adults who aren't related to them who are placed there, who they can talk to and who, like, they can go, well, I like the way that that person responds mm. to conflict. And mm. they kind of can just watch you. Mm. Um, and then I finished my master's and I did a, a long, like a term placement at the Christian school. And then I landed a mat leave position. Um, yeah. And I think like two days before the end of school, the lady who was in charge of the faculty that I now lead resigned. And the I was doing my MED at the same time. So master's of education in special and inclusive education. And I got called down to the principal's office and I was like, oh no, they're sucking me. What have I done? And then I was like, I just walked in and I was like, I just want to say, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And they were like... (laughs) What did you do? They were like, what did you do? And I was like, isn't that why I'm here? And they're like, (laughs) I was like, I don't know what I did, but it must have been bad. And they were like, just chill. (laughs) We just want to ask you to do something for us. (laughs) Um, And so then I did that position. I held the acting role for a year and then... My contract was ending and I said to the principal, I was like, um, do you know my contract ends today and you haven't? He's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like the position's yours. And I was like, because <laughs> 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 I, like, I don't have a job big, otherwise. Big weight <laughs> off the shoulders. Um, yeah, That's and so cool. that was, I've been there, this is my ninth year. Sick. But it was, again, roller coaster. Like yeah. I went to uni for eight and a half years straight. I studied while I was teaching. Mm. I became a head teacher in my first year out of teaching into probably what in any school is the most delicate unit. Mm. 
Because you're dealing with people whose children have disabilities mm. um, and, like, the health system is not user-friendly. Like, <laughs> no. it's you need to help guide people mm. and, um, yeah, and I love it. Mm. I absolutely love my job. I love where I work and the people I work with and mm. the kids and, yeah. That's always nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us... Uh, Last qu- last question before the last question. Yep. Uh, how did you end up coming to Solar Hall? Oh, so I was, there was a bunch of us leaving the church that we were in and uh, I was like, okay, well, I, I got to think about a new church and I kind of had, I had my like non-negotiables, which were things like it had to be biblical sound teaching. There had to be like... There needed to be a focus on people and community and, um, yeah, and a couple of other things, which I now can't remember. Um, (laughs) Need to be on the podcast. (laughs) That's top, I think. People are the good looking ones. (laughs) Um, That's top. All about aesthetics. Top of the list. Top of the list. Yeah. Podcasts, aesthetics. That's it. YouTube channel. YouTube YouTube channel. Um, Always plug. <laughs> so I went to like a couple of churches and I was like, oh yeah, it's all right. And my friend Lindsay, who used to come here, who mm. now lives in Scotland. Oh, Lindsay yeah. Minto. Lindsay Minto right. was like, hey, you should come visit my church. Mm. And this was when we were at PAC and I walked in and I was like, so I, hmm. I, I write in my Bible mm-hmm. in sermons. I mm-hmm. don't do it so much now because I'm usually on my phone, but I've always had Bibles with like the so margins. The, the yeah. Little, yeah. Right all in it. So my, yep. my mission sermons that I'd hear on mission were always covered in notes. And I found that I didn't always have that when I was at the church I was at. Hmm. And I remember I went to the pack service um, and... I looked down at the end of my, at the end of the sermon, I just went, yeah, wow, that's hmm. the teaching I need. Yeah, cool. And then there was, I still remember we had um, hamburgers for dinner <laughs> and I sat with Jared Yeah. and um, we were just talking about like, he was telling me about what this church is like and, and why they do meals and stuff like that. And I was like yeah, this is, this is the place. Hmm. Like this is the place that does church the way that people need like Mm. it's authentic and I think it's also very very closely and probably intentionally linked to like the early Christian churches where they would meet around meals and they would do life together it wasn't just turn up on a Sunday do your things and then leave church for an hour yeah Mm. and um I was like oh yeah these these are my people Hmm. (laughs) and so I stayed well rest is history the rest is yeah (laughs) History. Yeah. <laughs> um, last question then. Yes. So we've looked over a, a, a lot of your life. Yeah. What do you wish you knew as now as an older Christian, you wish you knew as a younger Christian? Um, I probably wish I had learnt my lessons without the really big things. <laughs> Fair. Um, I think, I think I probably still am learning this lesson, but I wish I had learnt a little bit more of it when I was younger, which is that if if I'm praying for it, it's not necessarily that God's going to do that, mm. but he'll do something. Mm. 
and then later on I'll learn why mm. yeah mm. which I think is what you've been yeah. talking about which I feel like I'm constantly learning that lesson yeah <laughs> yeah but it's good advice yeah it's very good advice it's just like I remember someone saying like God's gonna show up mm. he's always shown up always shows up and so I was like okay so I think sometimes I'm like you're gonna show up soon where are you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just yeah knowing that it's not my timeline it's his timeline yeah fully mm. yeah yeah and we're tempted to come up with our own timeline and say yes. well this is when it will happen yeah and I think that's also important to think of like yeah just praying won't resolve the problem for no. you and then I think sometimes that there is some advice around Christians saying just pray and we'll yeah and it's like well that's not Entirely and, helpful. And, and also, prayer doesn't look like, um, dear God, this is the thing that I want. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Like, it, yeah. it's not that, like, if you no. look at some of the people in the Bible, like, like if you look at the Psalms, they're just, like, crying out to God, mm. like, here's all my emotions. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's, I think that's something that I've probably learned over time. It's not, like, praying because I want something. Mm. It's sometimes, you got to remember, like, being Christian is a relationship mm. and you got to talk to God the same way that you would talk to um, like your family or your friends and mm. like you got to communicate and although we know that God knows everything um, sometimes it's admitting it to ourselves as mm. well and so you, you kind of yeah. do that and you talk to God and then you're like oh that was for me wasn't it mm. <laughs> yep yeah well I think it's probably a good time to wrap up chips yeah. To finalise the episode, uh, I just want to say that thank you for coming on, Lauren. Mm. I think it's right. been very encouraging. Super. Mm-hmm. I think it's been. This is why we do this podcast. Hundred mm. percent. I think is because lots of people come on and say, "Oh, I don't have much to say," <laughs> and then we talk for an hour plus, and we. I mean, it's almost like we're being sharpened as we do the podcast, I think, mm. because we hear from everyone else's learnings as Christians. And I ho- and that's why, like I said, that's why we do the podcast is mm. because that's what we hope that other people will get from it as well. Um, so thanks for your uh, vulnerability mm. and thank you for being willing to talk about many things. And oh, and for the hilarity and the fun. <laughs> yeah, and the, like, right. All of it. Yeah. Like it was, it was all excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so any final words, Ethan, before? Just that. Just, Just that, that it, was all, it was all really lovely. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, we f- <laughs> no worries. We uh, finish every episode with a one way. So if you would like to do that with us, we can. Thank you again for everyone listening or watching. And we'll finish with a one way. Yeah.